Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Praying for Emily is a brand new book, The Faith, Science, and Miracles That Saved Our Daughter. Talking to the Whiteheads today, Tom and Carrie, um, it's a fascinating story. And as I've done the research and read some of the book, I can't wait for everyone to hear uh, this journey that you've been on. It, it all starts with news. No parent wants to hear the news that you guys got about your daughter, but uh, start the story, I guess, there when you first heard that uh, there was something wrong with Emily. Yeah, so when Emily was five years old in 2010, she was diagnosed with leukemia, which was a total shock because she'd always been uh, totally healthy. And they said it was the most common type of childhood cancer and the most curable and said she had a 90% chance of surviving. So we thought that that was a, you know, a, a great chance of surviving. Um, and she just had to go through 26 months of chemotherapy. But unfortunately, 16 months into that, she relapsed and her leukemia became resistant to any kind of chemotherapy they gave to her. And we were lucky that we did some research and found an experimental therapy called CAR T-cell therapy, which uses your own immune system to fight cancer. She became the first child in the world to receive that therapy, and now she's eight years cancer-free. Man, that's incredible. (laughs) Like the cutting edge of so many thousands of folks being saved by this this research. I I understand that part of that journey involved the doctors talking about hospice care at some point? Yeah, so um, when Emily first relapsed, uh, the protocol at that time was to uh, go to a bone marrow transplant, and Emily's an only child, so they said that they would identify a donor... um, who would uh, give their cells and and hopefully that would help Emily. But they had told us there was, you know, about a 30% chance of that working for her. And their goal was to get there the first week of February of 2012. And then when they were preparing Emily for that, uh, they come in one day and said, your donor's not available till the end of February. And then she relapsed again. And we were back and forth for second opinions and doing our research. But one day they just come in, you know, at our local oncology center and said, unfortunately, we don't have any more weapons to fight Emily's cancer. We'll give her one more dose of chemotherapy and you can take her home and enjoy the days you have left with her. I told him, I said, you know, I have a very strong feeling Emily's going to get better at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, so I'm going to page them. We're not going to go home in hospice. We're going to transfer her care down there. And when I paged them, um, they said, this is, you know, amazing you paged us today because the CAR T-cell therapy trial just opened yesterday. So we felt like it was meant to be. I mean, definitely God's hand is all in, in all of this, and I'm assuming some of the encouragement to come out of the book and your story is that parents face with a diagnosis. None, none of us are doctors. So when the medical professionals say this is the route, um, what, what was the spurring on and the inspiration behind finding this? How did you connect that there was, that there was yet another option? It was really that... Um they kept giving her chemotherapy and we just didn't feel like that was working for her and it wasn't the right thing. And we were just praying that something would become available that would be different for her. And we just, 
went for a second opinion and just happened to find out about this therapy, uh, you know, right exactly at the time that she needed it. And for me, I was, I went back um, to where we were staying a couple nights in a row when Emily was relapsing and they were saying, you know, that her cancer was growing out of control. And when I was praying, I just, you know, I call it a whisper, but I, I could see that there was something at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia that was going to help her. And I talked to Carrie about that, and then several weeks later, uh, that's when the trial opened, when we paged them again. I love the uh, the secondary part of the title of the book. So, Praying for Emily, the Faith, Science, and Miracles that Saved Our Daughter. I love the balance in that. I think a lot of times in the church, people get this focus that it's all God, and of course it is all God, but God has science and doctors. So, I love the balance in that title. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it was, you know, it was definitely science that helped uh, cure her because this therapy became available. Um, but we also, you know, we have a strong faith, and we prayed a lot. We had people from all over the world praying for Emily, and the prayers from our community were strong, and that's really all we ever asked for um, from our community. So, you know, we think that the prayers helped guide us and helped guide the doctors, um, you know, to this treatment. And also, when when we got started, um, my wife, Carrie, has her master's, and she had worked in research, and she knew how to look up all of the medicines they were giving Emily to be the best advocates we could be. Um, so I told her in the beginning, I said, you're in charge of the science part of this, and, and I'm going to have to be in charge of hope. And I feel very strongly that we need people praying for her. And that's all we asked for the entire time that she was sick is people to pray for her. And that turned into fundraisers and you know, eventually she had 29,000 people on her Facebook page sending us their prayers and uh, positive thoughts and, and messages that really kept us going during our toughest times. I can't tell you how much I love the balance of it all. Again, I just I just keep coming back to me because personally, I've I've been through various journeys uh, with my wife and, and things that she's had medically with her. And there's certain parts of the church that sort of feel like, you know, you just it's all about prayer and just keep yourself prayed up. But it's understanding that God's enabled the, the doctors and the science and the other thing that are part of the creation that come together. So... It, it it hit me in a hard way, in a good way, that I love getting out the story of this balance uh, between the science and the faith side. Talk a little bit about now um, the Emily Whitehead Foundation. So it's not enough to just find this cure and, and Emily's rocking it. Uh, now you feel the need to go even deeper and further. We thought it was very important to continue to share her story so that other patients knew that this therapy was available because it was so new, so we wanted to spread the word about it. But we also wanted to raise money so that we could put the money towards pediatric cancer research, um, particularly this therapy and other types of immunotherapies, because it wasn't being funded at the time. And we also financially support other families who have children going through this treatment um, because they have to usually stay away from home for about a month. So that's why we started the foundation. So what is the advice that you would give to others that are going through this situation when you get those calls and those things from medical professionals professionals, and you're just swimming and you just can't believe it? What, what, what's your word for those? Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, we still get at least one to two of those a week still. Um, and when the families reach out, we tell them, you know, you have to do as much research as you can and be the best advocate for your family member that you can be. 
because the doctors and nurses are amazing, but they have to fix everybody that's in the hospital, and you just have to fix your loved one that's in there. So humans make mistakes. Check everything they're going to put in them. Double-check it. uh, Do your research, and then always trust your instincts. Because there was twice uh, leading up to Emily getting into the T-cell trial that our instincts thought what the doctors were going to do was wrong. And both of those times we stopped and did what we felt was right. And both of those times it saved her life. Again, I can't get over the marriage of the faith and the science. So having the connection there to be led by the Spirit. And I can tell you from all those people that followed Emily, um, I probably had more than 100 people tell me afterward that I had lost my faith for a while because something tragic had happened in my life. And following your story in real time and you guys sharing, it gave me my faith back. Mm. And mm. then something else that was amazing to me afterward, too, is Dr. Carl June come up to me and he said, you know, he's one of the smartest oncologists in the world. And he said, Tom, I'm a science guy. And I'll be honest with you, I don't pray all that often. But Emily made me believe in miracles because there's six decisions you guys made that I can count. Twice you went against the doctors, and he said every one of those saved her life. Wow. (laughs) We felt like we were put on that path, and we wanted to share that part of our story in the book. Well, yeah, and talk about that. So that pretty much is the genesis for this. I've always been a big advocate that God puts us through things not only for what we're supposed to learn and grow, but once we're somewhat on the other side, is to to share that message. So was that sort of the, the reason for the book? Yeah, I wanted to share that part of the story we had focused mainly on the science the first few years because we knew that um, that would get FDA approval quicker, which it did in record time, and that would make it more accessible to more children. And so far, they're coming up on a 1,000 children uh, treated in about 32 countries since Emily. Wow. And they said, you know, if she would not have survived, this entire uh, revolution of immunotherapy would be over. They weren't going to allow it to go on anymore because of how sick it made her. Mm. So, you know, there was one night uh, after Emily got the treatment that they told us there was a one in a thousand chance that she'd be here in the morning. And I said, well, I'll see you at rounds tomorrow. And a few days later, they were asking me if there was anything else I wanted to tell them. Wow. So we just felt like we were, we were blessed to get through that. And now we're trying to do everything we can to help as many people have the same outcome as us. So then it, it would make sense to think that then the doctors learned from your decisions. So the things that you chose not to do, they saw as the right thing to do, even when it was against their wisdom. Yeah, one of the trials that Carrie researched and said, I don't think that'll help Emily, uh, and we had turned it down several weeks earlier at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, it ended up being toxic for children, hmm. and they stopped it. So, um, you know, we just felt like we were very fortunate to get through that time and, uh, Again, those details are all in the book, but uh, the things that guided us there, we just felt like that put us on the path now that we're supposed to help others to pay it forward. Share a little bit about what are some of the takeaways that you hope people have once they've read the book. Well, I think, like you said, you don't have to separate the faith and the science. It it made our marriage stronger. Uh, Carrie was the science, and I was the faith part of it, but we stuck together and trusted our instincts. And... um, I can't say enough about trusting your instincts when when something feels very strong inside to you and uh, making those decisions. But um, the other thing, too, is is never give up, you know. And and, uh, there was times when Carrie closed her computer and said the science shows that she can't uh, 
survive. And I said, well, we're beyond that. You just believe and you, you have faith and you pray and she's going to get through this. So we tell everybody, you know, don't, don't let somebody else dictate to you, to you your outcome. You know, believe in it and, and do your best to make it happen. And so not only the book, Praying for Emily, but then also Emily's story in a movie? Yeah, so right now um, we have a featured documentary film uh, with Oscar-winning director Ross Kaufman, Almost Locked, and they're hoping to get that into maybe Sundance this year. So, And that's going to tell the story about how Dr. June's life story and, and Emily's life story came together at the right time to really form a new way to fight cancer. And then we also, um, right now, we've heard from a few producers uh, in Hollywood that want to talk to us about the book. So we told them we're going to try to have a real successful book here first because we put many years of our life into writing the book. But we're happy to continue spreading that awareness because it'll bring in funding and, and give access to more people to survive. And then with Ken Burns writing the foreword, there's also a, a PBS connection, right? Was it a documentary? Separately, she was also featured in Ken Burns' uh, six-hour documentary right at the what Ken said, the most important part at the end of his film. Mm. They tell a, a small piece of our story in there um, in the documentary about the whole history of cancer. So right towards the end, they're talking about, like, the new upcoming breakthroughs in science, and uh, they included our family story in there, and that led us to becoming friends with Ken Burns, who then in turn he said, if I can ever help you in the future, let me know, uh, because you guys were in my film, and uh, I said, well, we want to do a book. So that led to him uh, helping us make this book happen and have his agency at WME represent us, and then he wrote the introduction for our book, because when I told him about my whispers and stuff, he said, you need to need to get that into a book and just let people know what happened there. Wow. Wow. Well, I commend you with that. And it seems like it's having such an incredible impact and you're touching so many lives. Um, as, as, as a basketball fan, I would be remiss if I didn't go like, man, you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar quoting on this book. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great story, too. I, um, when Emily was getting better, I said, someday you're going to meet the president. Uh, and after like day three, Carrie said, you really need to stop saying that. And then uh, I said, well, I, I feel certain it's going to happen. And a few years later, uh, President Obama invited us to the White House. And when we, when we arrived that day, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wanted to meet Emily. So we went in a separate room and had a nice talk with him. And he's also a leukemia survivor who uh, benefited from an experimental treatment. Wow. Yeah, and the world would call that all circumstance and happenstance, but uh, we know better. <laughs> yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing what's happened in our lives since then. This has been incredible. Uh, I certainly want to be respectful of the time and all. Is there anything that uh, uh, you want to share with us that we haven't touched on? I think people can get access to the book at prayingforemily.com. Yeah, we hope that the book just provides um, hope and inspiration, not just to other families fighting cancer, but families who are going through um, any kind of a difficult time. Yeah, it gives them hope to, to keep going on and have faith. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, a very much uh, a fan. Like I said, the faith and the science is amazing, and the fact that you even talked about, you know, your marriage getting stronger. Obviously, uh, those are those are some of the things that can break up the marriage uh, and, and rock to the core of the family when there's uh, illness and other things involved. So, wow, definitely a must read. One other thing, um, a lot of people want to know how Emily's doing now, so we tell them that uh, she's 15 years old now, she's getting straight A's in school, 
Um, she's five foot ten inches tall, and she hasn't spent a night in the hospital for over eight years. Wow! Does she have an inclination about what she wants, you know, to do career-wise? Yeah, she actually uh, wants to become a filmmaker, and she has a lot of interest in art. As the great things that have happened in her life since she got better, last year Steven Spielberg invited her on set to watch him direct for a day because he heard she wanted to become a filmmaker. <laughs> so she got to watch him. Uh, doing the remake of West Side Story, and that's supposed to come out this December. Wow. That's awesome. God is good all the time. Absolutely. She has some pretty good role models there with uh, some of the filmmakers she's met. That's awesome. Man, well, this is just the beginning. I'm sure we'll have opportunities to uh, to talk down the road and see what's going to happen in Emily's life and with your foundation. I appreciate the time, guys. Thank you so much. This is incredible. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for spreading awareness. We appreciate it.